0: You are listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is our review of Mad Max
1: Fury Road. In this wasteland, I am the one who runs from both the living and the dead. A man reduced to a single
2: instinct. Survive.
0: Dave!
2: want to get through this let's go
1: as the world Each of us in our own way was broken. It was hard to know who was more crazy.
0: Me. Or
1: everyone else.
0: Alright everyone, you were just listening to the trailer for Mad Max Fury Road, and the story is as follows. Years after the collapse of civilization, the tyrannical immortal Joe enslaves apocalypse survivors inside the Desert Fortress, the Citadel. When the warrior Imperator Furiosa leads the despots, Five wives and a daring escape. She forges an alliance with Max, a loner and former captive. Fortified in the massive armored truck, the War Rig, they try to outrun the ruthless warlord and his henchmen in a deadly high-speed chase through the wasteland. The film is starring Tom Hardy, Charlize Theron, Nicholas Hoult. Hugh Keays-Byrne, Rosie huntington Wheatley, Riley Keough, Zoe Kravitz, Abby Lee, and Courtney Eaton. It is directed and written by George Miller, co-written by Brendan McCarthy and Nico LaForest. Joining me for this review, I have Josh Parm. Hello, hello. Danilo Castro. It's always a lovely day to talk about Fury Road. And this is actually one of our Patreon episodes for Last Best Picture. So we do have a guest joining us today from Cinema Machina. We do have Hannah Lawrence, everybody. Hello. Hello, once again. Nice to have you here with us.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always a blast.
0: Yeah, well, this is certainly a blast. <laughs> this movie is a whole lot of blast. This movie is just, I i, I don't even know, like, like, vroom, vroom. Let's just get into it. Like, I'm, like, ready. Blood is pumping. Like, guys, I mean, seriously, when you st- take a step back and you really think about it for a second here, what was the last movie you saw? that got your adrenaline pumping as much as Mad Max Fury Road.
1: Uh, It's few and far between that movies can have that much of an impact on you like this one does. I mean,
0: this is a high-octane, adrenaline pumping fuel ride. That may sound like hyperbole and a quote you've seen attached to some movie, but it is the definition of this movie. This movie is just literally 110 miles an hour the whole way through. There's so much to talk about with this one. I'm excited as hell. It's one of my favorite movies literally of all time. I'm actually going to pass it off to our guest here first, Hannah. On a rewatch, what did you think of revisiting Mad Max Fury Road?
2: Um, I mean, I adore this movie. I, in thinking about the last movie I saw that really had me at the edge of my seat, I was actually commenting because I watched it last night. I was commenting to my husband that I think Mission Impossible Fallout kind of had my heart pumping, but not to this degree. I mean, it is just, insane um, everything is so action-packed I do have a confession though the first time I watched it I think because I didn't have the context of the originals and I did not know what I was getting myself into I just felt a little overwhelmed to the point of not being able to appreciate it and it hasn't been until subsequent watches that I've really just been blown away not just by the editing and the action but the narrative and the acting and it's just it's a great film mm.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Danilo. What about you? Uh, first time experience compared to this new time watching Mad Max: Fury
3: Road. What what's it been like for you with this movie? Uh, I, I I remember I binge watched the original three right before I saw this one for the very first time because I hadn't I hadn't seen them prior to that, so I wanted some context going in, and it really just blew the doors off of that original trilogy. I mean, I love The Road Warrior and my opinions on the other two vary, but this one just took, it 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 did the ideal thing where it took every element of the originals and just expanded them in a way that improved them, that reinvented them. All those, like you said, all those hyperbole words, all those cliches, this film did those things and did those things to a T. Um, This is one of the rare movies that every time I watch it, it, I'm always just amazed by the fact that it works like George yeah. pulled it off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm always in awe of that watching it. And there's very few movies that I can have that uh, that emotional investment in, but also that detachment to just look back at points during the movie and just be like, wow, you know what I mean? It's a wow movie. And I never lose sight of that while watching it.
0: I mean, there's certain movies like Apocalypse Now, where when I watch that, I always say to myself. How did it – like forget that it's Francis Ford Coppola, but like how did an actual human being direct this movie? Just
3: the magnitude. You're just like, wow.
0: And that's what Mad Max Fury Road feels like. I I look at all these camera angles and I look at just the degree of difficulty that must have went into all of these stunts and the fact that everything is moving at all times. Like I'm just like – this guy was 70 years old when he did like
3: what? Every, I mean, we'll get into the narrative kind of gambles and some of the beats he takes later on. But for me, just everything clicks. And it's just like every high wire act of this film works. That's incredible. Josh Parham. What about you? First time
0: watching Mad Max Fury Road. And what was this uh, repeat viewing like for you?
3: Well, the
1: first time that I saw this movie, I kind of agree with everybody else. It was just such a really monumental experience. And I remember sitting in the theater and just like action scene after action scene, just being like gobsmacked and thinking, my God, how can you top that? And Oh my God, they just topped it again. (laughs) And and it, it is like just such an amazing achievement. And even watching it again, uh, quite recently, you're just struck by how well this movie is just put together and assembled. And it's amazing that George Miller was able to accomplish that and, and that anybody was able to accomplish it, really. It is an incredible directorial achievement for sure. One of the best action movies ever made. And with great performances to go along with it, uh, usually action movies tend to not get singled out for their performances, but I think pretty much everybody in this cast is firing on all cylinders. And it is, it, it is a pretty incredible movie to watch.
0: I remember going to the movie theater to see this film and I had not seen the originals beforehand. I was told that I really didn't need to have seen them beforehand. And I, I have since then seen the original films. But the first time I saw it, I mean, completely overwhelmed uh, by the dialogue, the world building. And I, I have to admit, I probably could have used the originals before watching this one. It would have helped a little bit. But what I was most impressed by with this movie was how stripped down the plot actually is and how bare bones it is and how it's really just chasing characters from point A to point B. And the whole movie is just one giant chase scene. And the fact that it just never slowed down, the fact that the uh, sequences were played out the way that they were, where it was just this perfect perfect just blend of the music the editing the visuals the sound the, the every design element that went into this movie just coming together to create something that was just such a jaw-dropping cinematic experience when it was over I turned to my roommate and I was like holy crap like I am like I am so incredibly hyped right now. (laughs) And we left. I remember leaving the theater and just saying over and over, exasperating, like, wow, wow. And it's very rare that a movie makes me do that. And it still does happen to this day. Um, It actually happened this year at Sundance. I I had that exact same reaction as something. Uh, And I will admit, someone mentioned uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. I will admit I had the same reaction to that movie as well. Do I think Fallout is on the same level as Mad Max Fury Road? It's almost right there. And I will say that it has come the closest in terms of giving me the thrills and the action that I felt like Mad Max Fury Road delivered on such a level that, quite honestly, it has made me not only declare it one of my favorite films of all time. I controversially will state I think it's the best action movie ever made. I really do.
2: I think what is like pretty amazing about it too is like you said, the narrative is the plot is fairly simple and some action movies, they fill in, you know, they try and use the action as a way to cover up the fact that there really isn't a plot or it's a really crappy plot. But the truth is with this, that doesn't happen at all. Like somehow they work hand in hand so that you're excited by what's going on visually but you're also really moved by what's going on with the story which is an amazing um, accomplishment really
0: and people want to usually tell me whenever I gush about this movie they'll say to me it has zero characterization or they'll say uh, there's nothing going on in that movie it's just you know it's like when somebody tries to tell you um, the Lord of the Rings was just three hours of people walking you know it's like Mad Max is two hours of people driving And I'm like, yeah, but isn't it freaking awesome? (laughs) 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 So, you know, people that try to tell me that this movie doesn't have a plot or it's not as good as I and so many others think it is because of those stripped down elements. I, I don't think they understand the basics of storytelling and how this is the very definition of a movie that is embracing its genre elements so much to the point that. It just, needs, it just needs the bare minimum. It doesn't need to have all these flashy story beats and twists and turns or scenes of exposition to tell us why they paint their mouths all shiny and chrome. And, you know, like, I don't need that. I just, like, I, you're just in it from the very beginning.
1: Yeah, it's like what you said with world building. That it's really great at giving you all these elements that are... Establish in this world that they don't need to take a, that they don't need to take this very long exposition to explain to you why everything is happening the way that it is. It just presents it and it's executed in such a strong way that you immediately get it. And you're just rolling along with the rest of the film. And, you know, you're right that the plot isn't the most complicated, but it is a confident enough story that it doesn't need to indulge in a very complicated plot because you're just there to enjoy this tremendous ride. And it does that very, very well. Exactly. It
0: knows exactly what it is Mm -hmm. and it embraces it.
2: Yeah. I was considering that because on my first viewing I had, I think I was a little frustrated because I had all these questions I was thinking who, you know, who is this kid that keeps showing up in these flashbacks and why don't they ever, you know, go into that. But then as I was thinking about it more and considering the entire kind of, I don't know. I guess goal and arc of of Mad Max's character. The fact that he is he and Furiosa are both seeking just redemption, and the the fact that they really are able to accomplish that, I felt like didn't ma- It didn't matter to me as much that they didn't get too much into his backstory. Um, mm-hmm. So,
0: and I know some people too have complained about Tom Hardy's performance in this. They, like some people don't like the lack of dialogue, the grunting. You know, the times where he could like, for example, I think of the scene where he's like pointing the shotgun at the uh, the wives <laughs> and he's just like, like waving the gun and stuff. And I'm like, you use your words. I'm like, you you can speak, can't you? Um, I, I get those complaints. I do. But I also can understand if George wants this version of Max to be the reluctant hero that we can put ourselves into since he is such a blank slate in so many ways. I do wonder how much of that is going on. You know what I
3: mean? I think we develop um, a little bit more with his character because I think he does get a little more eloquent in terms of talking as the movie progresses. So I think that's a nice little progression of character because he does he when when at that point he's barely speaking, but we get a little bit more and more into his character as it goes on. And him and Fiarsa kind of develop a bond.
0: So much so that we get a, we get, we get a nice respectful nod from Max to Furiosa to close out the movie. The nod of acknowledgement. You're, we're okay. You're awesome. I'm gonna go now.
2: <laughs> I think I think it can be endearing too, though. The moment when um, she, the uh, main wife, the pregnant wife, when she ends up kind of helping them in one of the chase scenes. And he kind of nods to her in kind of this approving way and smiles at Thumbs her. up. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I felt like he didn't really need to say anything. There's just something, it, he's one of those characters where because he says so little, the things that he does mean a lot.
1: And mm-hmm.
2: I felt like he, that, that scene was really endearing and, and it was appropriate for him not to say anything.
0: Well, I'll tell you this, it's kind of a blessing in disguise that he is not actually the main focal point so much of this movie. Um, And in a bit of a surprise, I think, for all of us in a movie called Mad Max, uh, the real main character of this version of this movie is Imperia Furiosa, played by Charlize Theron. And that was something that I... Quite frankly, I thought she'd be a supporting player when this movie first uh, came out. I had no idea that she was the one that had the emotional connection that we as an audience were going to establish with this story through her struggle and her command and uh, revolt against uh, Immortan Joe.
1: And that definitely does feel like the movie does see a lot of the emotional journey to that character and there's a part of me that does understand a complaint a little bit about how the max character is treated because he does feel a little a bit underdeveloped in this film and he kind of does come across as like the least interesting person in this story but i think it's kind of okay for him to just be the conduit to get us into this world and let everybody else do the heavy lifting because Honestly, that's sort of how the Max character has operated in other movies. It's not really that far off. And when you are seeding the ground to Charlize Theron in one of her best performances, I don't have too many complaints about that. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, and I just learned, uh, I was reading about the film, and so George Miller's wife edited it, which I had no idea and is astounding to me. Um, And I think the way that she edited it was done in such a way that it did make... Well, I guess when he asked, or she asked him, why should I do this? He said, if a man edited it, then it would just be like any other action movie. Mm. And I thought it was striking how she really is able, in a way I haven't seen in very many other films, to capture what it must be like from a female perspective to to kind of go through those things. And so I I love the way they portray um, Charlie Theron's character in this film. And I think it's just so poignant that his wife was the one to edit it.
0: Yeah. I mean, in talking about uh, that editing for a second there, I mean, one of the things that always strikes me so much about this movie is how chaotic it is because there's so many literal moving elements happening <laughs> throughout the entire runtime of this movie, right? All the different cars. And I think the thing that I find most striking, not only about her editing, but also Miller's directing, is how I never, not once in the course of watching this movie, despite all this chaos, do I ever not have a sense of the geography and a sense of where the characters are located and also to... Um, that like you just said there Hannah that connection to uh both Max and uh Furiosa you know never losing sight of those characters within all of the chaos and the action every decision that's made uh by them in those scenes um to edit you know, which what do we cut to here is honestly not so much driven by the action but driven by character mm-hmm. um I find that to be very fascinating here. And that's part of the reason why I think the character work, even though it's not so strong because of, say, dialogue, it's strong because of the actions that these two characters take and what that says about who they are.
2: Yeah. But again, I think the things they do say are so important. Um, When he asks Furiosa, when Mad Max Max asks Furiosa, you know, why are they here and... I think she says something to the effect of, you know, they're looking for hope. And then when he asks her why she's there, she says redemption. And you really honestly just don't need that much else. Like, I just felt like Mm -hmm. I was able to understand exactly what was going on. I felt inspired and I could capture exactly what the characters were going for. And it was it was great.
1: You can get that from pretty much everybody in this cast. Uh, You know, I think about like that those group of old women that they come across later in the film. Yeah. You you don't know a ton about their backstories, but the minute they show up, you, you get it, you get who they are and what their purpose is. And you know, you're going to fall in love with them because who doesn't love a granny with a gun? Like, (laughs) you you know (laughs) that you're in for a group of characters that you're going to love. And the movie telegraphs that so effectively. And it does that with every character really in this film.
3: That's. A, I think that it speaks to Miller's world building. I think because mm-hmm. when we talk about once the chase gets going and we have these different groups starting to go after them, you just roll with it. You know, you don't think who who are, who are they? You know, yeah. it's just it's either a line or you just. You eventually kind of get an explanation, but you just you buy into it so much that I think you're willing to just kind of roll with the punches. Hey, everyone. Sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our full review of the 2015 film Mad Max
0: Fury Road here on the Next Best Picture podcast. If you head on over to our Patreon page for one dollar minimum a month, you can get this review and other exclusive podcast content from nextbestpicture.com. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, and also on CastBox. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time.